This just in, there is a manhunt underway in downtown Toronto. Police report that the suspect crushed the skull of another person by simply flexing his bicep around it. Quite powerful, I'd say. We also have word that just following the event, the suspect ripped his shirt off, threw it into the air, and screamed, I am a golden god, I am also on PCP. Oh, what's this? It looks like police have positively identified the subject as one John Remedios, and welcome to episode 18 of A Shot in the Dark, an audio journal documenting the development of my first independently produced video game, Shoot Shoot Megapack. If this is your first time listening, it's like they always say, hey man, 18's legal. What a weird thing to say about podcasts. Anyway, enough narcotic-induced police chases. Let's, how do they say, figure out why slipping on a banana peel is so darn funny. It's the news sound again. I just, I just really like it. Cue music. It is July 3rd, 2015, and the other night, as I was falling asleep, I heard the following from somewhere outside my window. Hey, yo. Fuck you. And I just thought it was hilarious. I think the pause is what kills me, mainly because it's so goddamn long, but it also has a wealth of possibility in it. There could have been any number of responses or follow-ups. What do we get? What did this fine fellow land on? Just a booming, confident, fuck you. Ah, oh, it's delightful. Has nothing to do with today's podcast. It's just a nice story that I wanted to share. Just a fun way to break the ice. Yeah, I am a hit at parties. All right, let's do this. So recently, I've been thinking about why I decided to make video games. It probably goes without saying, but there are a lot of ups and downs when you're working on a project long term, and maintaining sight of why you're doing something could determine whether you finish or not. Shoot Shoot Mega Pack was always meant to be sort of a low-impact project, but despite that, it's thrown a fair number of mental and emotional hurdles at me. I do my best to keep my head up and center myself. That's one of the main reasons I do this podcast, the other being that I can't deprive the world of my voice. But other than a small bout of weekly catharsis and public service, obviously, it doesn't do much to help convince me that I should keep going when things get tough. But if I had a good idea why I was doing this, what I get out of it, then... Maybe if I dig myself into a hole, I'll be able to slap my hand in my back pocket and pull out a comically sized ladder. Whenever I do this kind of introspection, I'm usually pretty drunk, but in the rare event that I'm sober, I like to start by posing a question to myself and thinking about a lot of common answers to said question. So in this case, the question is obviously, why do I make video games? And the common answers that come to mind are things like, I grew up playing video games. Some specific video game or video games inspired me. I've always wanted to make video games, etc. The reason I like to do this is because largely I think these canned answers are fucking bullshit. They're interview answers. They're things you say to other people to demonstrate that you are a passionate or authentic individual. And for that purpose, they're fine. But in the event that the game you're working on is going to hell, you're depressed, and you've alienated your family and friends, looking up to the sky and crying, I grew up playing video games, isn't worth a goddamn thing. It's hilarious. Okay, so I guess that's worth something. Outlining these surface-level answers gives me something to measure myself against. If the best answer or answers I can possibly come up with are one of these, I need to just get in there and dig a little deeper. 
Because as much as we like to propagate myths of geniuses and muses, people who are incapable of not doing what they do, people who were destined to do them, I think, more often than not, at the heart of the matter, the reason someone does something has everything to do with who that person is, and more specifically, what their interests and insecurities are. What I'm getting at is the sentence, I played video games with my sister, is not a reason. It's just a thing that happened in your life. Lots of people played video games with their siblings, and they're not game developers. The reason you do something has to come from somewhere foundational and human. Like the small intestine, or your butt. Keeping it classy. So that's the way I try and look at these things, but you know what I'm itching for? I'm itching for a case study. So I'm going to do something real special for you. Yeah, just you. I'm going to quickly go over the reasons that I make video games to help illustrate this point. Shit, you know what? I think the itch is actually from a severe rash all over my body. Boy, is my face red. Because it's covered in a rash. I need to see a doctor. But that can wait. After putting some serious think time into it, I'm pretty sure the reason I continue to make video games is driven by three things. My desire to make things for people, my love of craftsmanship, and my fucking ego. You know full well that I could have left that last one out and made myself look a whole lot better. But honesty is the name of the game, baby, and I ain't no cheat. Alright, let's jump into my rabbit hole. There has got to be a better way to say that. Let's unpack these things a little bit. The first reason making things for people is pretty straightforward. For the majority of my life, I've loved making things, but it's not just the act of creation that I find fulfilling, it's sharing whatever I've made with other people and eliciting some sort of reaction. I think most people would assume that it's the performative element that I really enjoy, and I've explored this avenue, but I don't really get that high that some people do when they're in the spotlight. It terrifies me, and after the fact I feel super drained and just want to be left alone. With that said, I still play music in shitty bars around Toronto with my friends, but I don't do it because I love performing, I do it because I like writing music. The performance is the vehicle. I'm also not very good at making recorded music, maybe if I was, I would prefer that. This also explains why I do a podcast every week instead of just going downtown and shouting at people who walk by me. In regards to SSMP, the most gratifying moments have been those when I've shown the game publicly or maybe just to friends. Obviously, reception has something to do with it when people are entertained or engaged. I have that moment where I feel like I'm not just wasting my life making frivolous luxury goods. I might be, but I don't feel like it. I think that recognizing these moments, identifying the things that you find extrinsically rewarding is really important. It means you can try and shape the path of the project in a direction that makes sense for you. For example, I try and show the game as much as I can. Sometimes I drop the ball and playtests and stuff, but for the most part, I've managed to get the game out in front of people a decent amount. There are reasons aside from my feelings to do this, it helps me identify problems with the game and so on and so forth, but aside from that, it just helps give me a boost when I need it. The second reason, my love of craftsmanship, or maybe my obsession with it, is more of a day-to-day justification. If I'm going to do something, I want to do it well. This is both a positive and a negative, it pushes me to get better at making stuff, but it can manifest itself into a grand demon form known as perfectionism. Double-edged swords aside, I've always felt this internal pressure to do a good job. This hasn't always worked out in my favor. Many a time have I put little to no effort into a task in order to avoid the shame and pain of doing something poorly, which is a particularly ridiculous strain of teenage reasoning. But you know what they say, hormones be trippin'. Striving for craftsmanship is probably best labeled as my source of intrinsic motivation. It's something I do just for me. It doesn't really have an end goal. It's just a personal challenge, a journey. While they can be harder to identify, I think it's equally, if not more important, to figure out the intrinsic motivation you have for doing something, or 
if you don't have it. I think not having a reason that's completely free of capital R rewards is a really fragile situation, but different people need different things. But if you really can't think of a reason for doing something other than fame, recognition, money, etc., you might want to reconsider what you're doing. The last reason, and the one I personally struggle with the most, is my ego. The reason I say I struggle with it is because one of my greatest fears is that I'm only working on this game, or even worse, I only make anything because I want to feel noticed and important, and my daddy didn't love me enough, or my mommy told me I was special and unique, because that is not the type of person I want to be. That's not who I see myself as, but at the same time, I'm not an idiot and completely unaware of who I am. Making things to entertain people and doing it well could be viewed as admirable in certain lights, but I'm not going to pretend like there's not this part of me that wants to be recognized for doing something well, or wants the attention of the people who enjoy the thing that I've made. Is this my primary motivation? I don't think so, I hope not. It's definitely a perfect little package of all my insecurities, though, and I think that's important to recognize and remember. I'm not just telling you this because I want you to think that I'm an attention-craving, self-serving egomaniac. That would... have you really fucked up. It's because I think if it weren't for these three driving factors, my own extrinsic and intrinsic motivations, as well as my own insecurities, I wouldn't be doing what I do. This is just me trying to be honest with myself and with you, I guess. Like I said, I ain't no cheat. Also, it's a podcast that nobody listens to, so who the fuck cares what I say? Smash cut to tomorrow's headline, Narcissistic Game Maker, Don't Give No Fucks. Who would write that? (laughs) So stupid. Anyway, I guess to wrap this up and try and find some teachable moments here, if you can figure out what motivates you, what scares the shit out of you, and how that ties into the work you do, at the very least, you'll be able to answer... Why am I doing this to myself when it doesn't seem worth it? Then again, maybe you just grew up with a controller in your hand and never looked back. God damn it, I hate that shit. I'm going to stop here for this week because that was a whole bunch of myself that I just threw down on the table. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. If you want to get in touch and talk through some of the reasons why you make games or whatever, feel free to reach out via Twitter at John Remedios or email john at ssmpgame.com. If you want to check out my game, you can find it on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Just look for SSMP Game. There's also a website with all the social media links, a mailing list, and now a tiny little gameplay overview. That is at SSMPGame.com. If you like the podcast, you can subscribe through iTunes, the podcast service of your choice, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And if you want to go one step further, you can throw a comment or a rating down. The entire listener base of this podcast has grown from word of mouth alone, so it actually is very helpful. Anyway, thanks again, and I hope to see you next week. I'm pretty sure the reason I continue to be a game developer is driven by three things. One, my desire to make things for... Don't say one, you fucking... What is it? One, I'm... Two, fucking piece of garbage. Whoa, that that got harsh.